The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to Robbie's Hobbies. April Fools. <laughs> <laughs> this is the masculine journey. We like to welcome you. We'd like to welcome you to the show. As you can tell, we've been having some fun today. But uh, today is actually April Fools. It is. It is, and so it's not an eve. No, no, and and you said you're going to start right off with me, which makes perfect sense. <laughs> it does, it does. Today we're going to be talking about something I think most men struggle with. I know that we all did. There's four of us here in the studio that will be on the air today, and I know it's something that we all had in common when we went to our first boot camp was just this burning question. And and Robbie, what is that burning question that men have a lot of times? It's Isn't there more to life than what I'm living? Is this... It seems like I was destined for, <laughs> for more than sitting in front of the TV or, you know, the life, the, the the bills, the mortgage. What in the world? There's got to be more to life than this. This this can't be all there is. Andy, that was something that really struck you when you went to one of your first boot camps, wasn't it? It was. It was both the boot camp and just reading the, the Wild Art book. I mean, there was some, it was just uh, epiphany that I had. It was like, this is what I've been feeling. I felt like I was the only one in the world experiencing it. But as I read and then I talked to other men, I think we all kind of struggle with the fact that here we are. We're just, uh, you know, like Robbie said, it it becomes life as a mortgage payment or, you know, uh, just trying to make it to vacation to get a break or something like that. And you really don't have it. I've been in church, been in a lot of ministries, but I never really found that place where I felt like I really had my purpose until I understood that we are in a bigger story. I mean, you kind of know that, but you don't really think about it on a daily basis. So. And Jim, when we talk about your place in the story, what would be some of the, like the common vernacular that people would use instead of you know the term that we're using? Like, what would you might hear in church or when men are talking about it that they're looking for purpose or or anything like that that you might hear a man say? Oh, you you, you hear them do all sorts of things. You know, they're they're busy trying to find their hobbies, or they'll, they'll find themselves by their job, or uh, you know, uh, by the people they hang out with. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and and often, you know, yeah, I've I've got to find a, a new church because you know, I'm just bored here. You know, I'm I'm not getting fed. I'm not, you know, and, and they're they're constantly bouncing from place to place, yeah. looking. Or, or, or from relationship to relationship in many cases. Oh, yeah, and, and they're wanting to say, okay, what is, why was I made? Oh, you know, when, when, God, when God made me, what did he mean? I mean, was it intentional? I'm hoping it was, right? Was there something he had me in a place for? And you'll hear people use that word calling. Right. Like, what's my calling? And, you know, that's a really, what, wow, you know, what do I do with that? <laughs> and, and finally, really, we we found something here. We did. That was an opportunity not to hear what Sam said my calling was or Andy. <laughs> I mean, as much as I want to know Andy. <laughs> but to hear what God says that is and to find a way to go to God with that question with an expectation and and essentially the faith to know that, that he's going to come through for me. Absolutely. And, there, and there's pieces 
that God gives you, it's, it's almost like this puzzle you know, that God lays in front of you that you got to work with him on, work you know, side by side inviting him into to really find the, the uh, answer to a lot of it. You know, there are a few times in Scripture where, you know, David's told he's going to become king. And so he kind of knows the outcome, but he just doesn't know the path and all the things he has to do to get there. But most of the time, it's more of, hey, let's go on an adventure, right? God calls him on an adventure, which leads into more. And so I'm going to go to a clip on what kind of describes what this is from. It's from um, Dead Poet Society. And you have Robin Williams' character who is trying to help boys understand that there's more than just the mundane. There's more to just what they've been told. Well, listen to this first part of a two-part clip and kind of listen to what Robin has to tell the boys about poetry. Gentlemen, open your text, page 21 of the introduction. Mr. Perry, will you read the opening paragraph of the preface entitled Understanding Poetry? Understanding Poetry by Dr. J. Evans Pritchard, Ph.D. To fully understand poetry, we must first be fluent with its meter, rhyme, and figures of speech, then ask two questions. One, how artfully has the objective of the poem been rendered? And two, how important is that objective? Question one rates the poem's perfection. Question two rates its importance. And once these questions have been answered, determining the poem's greatness becomes a relatively simple matter. If the poem's score for perfection is plotted on the horizontal of a graph, and its importance is plotted on the vertical, then calculating the total area of the poem yields the measure of its greatness. We're not laying pipe. We're talking about poetry. How can you describe poetry like American bandstand? Well, I like Byron. I give him a 42, but I can't dance to it. Now, I want you to rip out that page. Keep ripping, gentlemen. This is a battle, a war, and the casualties could be your hearts and souls. Now, my class, you will learn to think for yourselves again. You will learn to savor words and language. No matter what anybody tells you, Words and ideas can change the world. Wow. You can start to hear something kick in there a little bit, Robbie, right? It's one of the first points that we talk about. There's a three-point um, way to find – talk about a, a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's triangulation. Thank you. It's like if you have a GPS in your car and you kind of wonder how that works, it essentially has three navigational satellites that it's getting signals from. And from triangulation of those three points, or the way they did it in the old days with compass points, then you could figure out your location. Well, it's kind of interesting that God gave us those three points in determining our place in the story, so to speak. And that's what we're calling this this concept of your place in the story. And those three points are? Well, the first one you start to hear as the, the, what's missing from the boy that's talking about Pritchard at first. And to Robin Williams, when you really start to see that the first point is the passion. You know, where's the passion behind that poetry? Where's the passion behind what you're doing in life? And so part of that is finding passion. And I want to continue with the clip and kind of listen to see where he goes with that. Law, business, engineering, these are noble pursuits and necessary to sustain life. But poetry, beauty, romance, love. These are what we stay alive for. To quote from Whitman, O me, O life of the questions of these recurring, of the endless trains of the faithless, of cities filled with the foolish, what good amid these, O me, O life? Answer, 
that you are here, that life exists and identity, that the powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse. The powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse. What will your verse be? Yeah, Jim, isn't that really what guys are wanting to know? What will my verse be? What will be that great contribution that I have? life in my case this weekend was fire (laughs) uh for for the most part you know the 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 guys um they forget that the only person that can answer that question for them is god because god created us and as my creator he knows what he created me for and i think all too often um guys end up being defined by you know what other people tell them you know you maybe it's a you're good at fixing cars or you're 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 a good person to talk to you're a good friend or you know and, and sometimes it can be very negative the enemy tends to throw darts at you and say well you shouldn't do that because you know yeah, you, you're, you're you suck at, at it. it yeah yeah you're <laughs> no good at it and you know it, it's often those things that the enemy's trying to stop us from doing i love what you said about the the story that the story that's in your heart is as we begin to awaken as we go through the boot camp experience sam you begin to go wow that's why that's coming awake in my heart that's why i'm starting to feel alive because that's the way he made me to feel that way yeah one of the the quotes from the uh wild at heart book and i'll probably and it wasn't from there originally but it was quoted and i'll probably butcher it but you know it's it's don't ask the world what it needs find out what makes you come alive and go do that because the world needs people that are alive right and that's where that passion is this is where you know robin williams is saying what will that verse be what's that unique passion that god laid on your heart as you were saying jim that unique thing that you have the enemy tries to steal that this world will do without unless you come forward in it you know because that's your role in the story not as pressure but as a great respect to you that God trusts you to fill that void. And how incredible is that, Andy, just to think about that even alone, that, you know, God's got a passion especially for me. Yeah, it is It is pretty overwhelming, but it is exciting. It is it gets into the adventure and the risk. For example, I mean, when I started down this road, I, I knew this was a message that I wanted to hear. I knew this is what my heart was going towards, the bigger story and I didn't really know how that would uh, play out. And I just started, you know, just consuming the message and, and getting involved with it. And in and, and, and doing so, that has become part of my story is living out what I've learned through the message because there wasn't a whole lot of people out there talking about this. And when it uh, resonated with my heart, I was sure that it would resonate with other men. And so that's why I want to be involved. And therefore, that becomes more of that passion for what I feel like I'm created for. That's, I Thank you. I think that's a, a lot of how we've gotten involved in doing this as God's awoken in our hearts, just something that we knew was there. We just couldn't put our finger on it. You know, that we knew that something more was there. And, and to be clear, I, we don't know the totality of it yet. God awakens little pieces of these passions along the way. And then he invites you along the way into the next two steps that have to go along with it. Remember, that's just 
One triangulation point, isn't it, Robbie? Right, and the triangulation. So the first spot we talk about is passion. But number two? Well, that's going to be a little bit harder. That's (laughs) risk, right? It's easy to have passion about something, but when all of a sudden you have to put some skin in the game, whether that be financial, which it's not always that, or it may not even usually be that, as much as emotional or um, maybe your your risk of, of your identity to what you thought it was. You think of um, Noah building the ark in the middle of the desert when it hadn't really even rained. You know, there's a risk there to what other people think. And, and God calls you to that place of risk. And when we come back, we're going to talk about moving that passion into risk and how it's such an amazing thing. And, and the final place that God lands with you in it is just overwhelming, just the love he has for us. When we come back, we're going to talk about that. But they have another week, and then it's boot camp. Robbie, they can register at mashgunjourneyradio.org. Remind me who I am. You know, that's a question that we have, and, and we're talking a lot about that today, of, of God, not just who I am as a man in your eyes, which is a, is a great question to ask God, and he'll always be, be kind in that. You know, if you're hearing condemning, that's not from him. But God, you know, who I am in your story, right? What's this void that you created me to fill? What's this longing in my heart that I just can't seem to get a handle on? And, Robbie, that's really what we hear from guys, isn't it? Yeah, and... Christianity, we found this out in boot camp, and I just can't even believe I spent all these years in the Christian life not understanding that Christianity itself provides the answer to why I feel like I woke up in the movie 40 minutes into it, you know, that Christianity gives you the context of the larger story and what really is going on and why there is so much war and why there is so much battle and why so many men are getting taken out and what's at stake. And then how cool is it that, that then you can triangulate your position in that story once you begin to see the battle that's going on and begin to get armed up at, battle, at boot camp so that you can take your place in the story. But it's, as we found out, if anybody knows, it's risky, Sam. We, we know it's a risky thing. It's risky in a lot of ways. It's risky, one, because God will call you into some uncomfortable places. You know, which is in the long run, when you look back, you just are so grateful that he does. But at the beginning, you're like, oh, man, I don't, I don't know here. <laughs> really, God, you're calling me into this. But then also the risk of, you know, just the enemy not liking what's going on and the warfare that's going to surround that. Because as soon as he starts to see you come alive with those passions and, and get some of that piece of your heart you didn't even know was there back, that you couldn't put, a, again, a finger on. And then you agree to step into this risk with God, and He knows that there, there's a that's a game changer. It's a game changer for the people around you. It's a game changer for your life. I didn't. Yeah, when I, when I first heard this concept that God's heart was risky, I was like, really? God, what risk does God have? And then I thought about it. Wait a minute. He gave Sam free will, <laughs> and that's a big risk. It really is. <laughs> he gave Robbie free will. He gave Satan free will, and and wow. God is a risky, he's a, he's a risky dude. He is, and, and speaking of risky dudes, we're going to go to a clip. It's one that I love. It's from a movie called uh, The Bucket List, and a big part of that is you have these two guys that realize that they're going to die, and so they're living out this bucket list, but most of it requires risk. 
And what's funny is it's through that risk as they really start to find life on the other side of it, because God knows that life and safety cocooned up is not life. It requires risk. And so this is when Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman are getting ready to jump out of the plane. So let's listen to what happens. 15 seconds. No, no, wait, wait. I can't do this. Sure you can. No, I can't. Really? It's not the jump you're afraid of. You're just afraid your chute won't open and you'll show up at your own funeral as a dead omelet. No, I'm pretty much just worried the chute won't open. No, no. Man's got some lungs. Let's hit the seal. actually did that i did it was uh actually one of the things on my bucket list that i wanted to do was to go skydiving and uh, i did thoroughly enjoy it i haven't decided if i'd ever go again <laughs> it, it wasn't much the jumping out of the plane was the hard part that was really pretty tough i can't even think i mean I'm, you, you're, you're going okay this is a really well it wasn't a great plane but <laughs> it was better than the air right and uh, it wasn't on fire or anything and and so you're sitting there, and, and, the, and then the fall down was amazing. That was that was just undescri- – I can't have words for it. It was so beautiful. The landing, not so much. Not a big fan of the landing. Well, my little flight I took one time from a tree. I just <laughs> Yeah, well, the, the landing for you was not a good part either. It went really fast. It's I, always the landing. And my son said, yeah, Dad, you know, you probably hit the ground about the time you realized that you were falling. It's Sudden true. stop is what it is. It is. It is. <laughs> You know, but that risk piece, you know, and, and God calls us into risk. Scripturally, it's full of it. You know, Moses called into risk, right? Noah called into risk. Any of them, David called into risk. They all had to be called into risk in order to move through and to rely on God, because that's really what that risk is about, isn't it, Jim? It's relying oh, on a- God. Absolutely. We, we all get caught in our little comfort zones, you know. Uh, we, we don't want to risk our reputation or pocketbooks or, you know, anything else that we've, uh, come very attached to, but God's not that way. God wants you to be, uh, risky for his yeah. purpose, his, his, his kingdom. I love what Blackaby said. He said, if you think you know what God has called you to do and you think you can do it, you haven't got it yet. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And so we have the passion is one triangulation point. We have risk, you know, and so, but there's two of them, but there's a third one. There's this third place that, that really is a final point. And Robbie, what is that third place that God will call you to? Validation. Well, what do you mean by validation? Validation is that place where you feel God's pleasure when you do that. Like, you know, the runner in chariots of fire saying, I feel God's pleasure when I run. Or maybe you feel God's pleasure you know, when you write or when you t- 
teach Sunday school, but there may be something, whatever it is that you do, where you feel like, okay, God is is with me in this, and I feel this sense of validation. And it's uh, it's out there. God has it for you, but it's not easy to find that thing. And so we have a clip actually that talks about the thing, and it's it's a perfect clip, and it comes from Curly of all people that has the best wisdom that I've heard in a long time from City Slickers. Cowboy leads a different kind of life when there were cowboys. They're a dying breed. Still means something to me, though. A couple of days, we'll move this herd across the river, driving through the valley. Oh, <laughs> there's nothing like ringing in a herd. See, now that's great. Your life makes sense to you. <laughs> What's so funny? You city folk, you worry about a lot of Yes. Yeah. My wife basically told me she doesn't want me around. She read it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, how old are you? 38. 39. Yeah. You all come up here about the same age, same problems. Spend about 50 weeks a year getting knots in your rope, and then, and then you think two weeks up here will time for you. None of you get it. Do you know what the secret of life is? No, what? this your finger one thing just one thing you stick to that and everything else don't mean yet that's great but what's the one thing that's what you gotta figure out Andy, you know, you were talking about, you know, living for vacation, but isn't that what Curly's really talking about? You know, you spend all this this year getting yourself all worked up, and you think that two weeks somehow is going to answer that question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, living from vacation to vacation just doesn't cut it. I mean, if you're if you're all you're doing is spending, burning yourself out at both ends, and you know, doing what you can to to make the money and make the family happy and just do all those things and you're just living from vacation to vacation you're really not living so and it's finding that one thing it's finding that thing that that god's laid on your heart now we were talking a little bit before the show about you know what's one thing that god's kind of laid on our heart and it came pretty obvious it was a boot camp yes right so so what's really risky robbie about us doing a boot camp We'll talk about the passion in a minute, Andy. I'll have you talk about that. But what, what's risky about us doing a boot camp? Well, this particular boot camp we're coming on, which, you know, the Lord blessed us with 20, you know, guys that needed scholarships, some from the Winston-Salem Rescue Mission, from, from some from Teen Challenge. And, you know, that's 20 times $169 because we got to pay for their food and the camping, you know, the campsite and all that stuff. It's, you know, there's a little risky there financially. There's yeah, a- we're a pretty small ministry <laughs> from the financial standpoint, you know, and so that was a big risk. And still is, by the way. It is. We could still use some help there. So if God lays it on your heart, that's not, not what we intended. We're confident God's going to bring that money through somehow, you know, because we have to be, right? Because God called us to do this. He opened up the people to come. We know it's the people that need to be there. And so God calls us into this adventure Right, and the risk is involved, and, and I just have faith he's going to come through. And, and if God lays it on your heart, you know, please, please do that and help us out with with some of that. And if not, please pray for us. You know, these guys are going to need a lot of prayer. 
But there in the midst of that boot camp experience, the thing that you see and the thing that I see, and I'm involved in a lot of ministries, is I don't see people getting to engage in the gospel where where Jesus really does set them free to go be who he designed them to be. And part of that happens with their place in the story. But the whole boot camp experience is giving them a map to kind of give them their heart back because they're on a treasure hunt through the whole thing of what is God's heart like and why did God give you that heart and why are those things in there and why are they making you come alive at that point? Right, and how has the enemy attacked that? You know, uh, what things have happened in your life to try to take you out? I mean, it's a whole weekend of discovery where God just kind of peels back layers and lets you see really what's kind of happened and transpired in your life and, and, and move you towards that step of back where he had you intended to go to begin with. Now, Andy, the passion part. Uh-huh. Now, you talked a little bit about that, but what is the passion about doing a boot camp? So I, I guess it was probably four years ago when I started coming. I don't think I've missed one since I started coming. That's the kind of impact that it made. And, and talking about validation of what am I supposed to be doing I mean I came back for whatever I mean never stopped coming back because I felt that purpose and that validation for this is the right thing to be doing absolutely you know there's been so many times that God has called us in this ministry to do things starting the radio show not knowing where the finances were going to come for it and just saying okay God we're going to step in and it's been what almost seven years now something like that we've been doing it that God continues to provide and and so he calls us into a passion we may not even know we had, calls us into risk, and at the end of it, he gives us validation of saying, son, I love you, and what a great job you've been doing, and keep walking here with me. We have a boot camp coming up. Register at MasculineJourneyRadio.org. See you next week.